What's up, everybody? My name is Janelle James, and you're listening to Holly Podcast, a political podcast to inform younger voters. Only 49% of millennials voted in the 2016 presidential election, compared to 68% of baby boomers, despite there being more millennials. And my goal with Poly Podcast is to inform younger people about politics in a fun and interesting way so that when it's time to vote, they can make more conscious decisions at the polls. Now, by no means am I a political expert, so I advise you not to base your opinion solely on what I talk about. Now, let's get into the podcast. Our country is in a hellhole right now, all for a fucking wall. And we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action it is because this is not what I do, but bitch, I'm scared. Period. 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 So as y'all may know, today's episode will be Five Facts on Juneteenth. And unfortunately, this is the last episode in my Five Facts mini-series. I know, I know, it's sad. But honestly, I wouldn't even say it's sad. It's more so like bittersweet. Because this mini-series, I really did not plan for to have like a mini-series in my podcast. When I was first planning it, I wanted to be like full-fledged just talking about politics but then rona happened so the one thing i do like about politics is that it's like never ending it's always something to talk about but during the coronavirus you know it was still a lot of political controversy going on and i'm sure i could have found stuff to talk about but every day it was just like coronavirus 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 so that's why i started the five fact series during quarantine just to give y'all a little taste of politics without actually like digging deep so it's more so to be like informative so now that quarantine is over the five fact series is over as well well in some states quarantine been over but i know in michigan this week is when was like the last wave of opening up stuff so finally the hair and nail salons opened up now was basically like the end of quarantine let's just jump right into this five fact series with fact number one so Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, also known as Emancipation Day, is a holiday celebrated to commemorate the end of slavery. So on June 19th, 1865, news had finally spread to Texas that the Civil War had ended and all the enslaved people were finally free. Now, when you think of the end of slavery, the first name that comes to mind is Abraham Lincoln. But I really want to let y'all know that Abraham Lincoln is not the glorious person that our textbooks make him out to be because you know even though he issued the emancipation proclamation his goal was never to end slavery what he was trying to do was stop the spread of slavery to the new states and the new territories that the united states was acquiring at the time he was never trying to just end it completely so let me just give y'all a quick history lesson right quick so the Emancipation Proclamation had already been written months before he actually like announced it. 
And the reason for this delay is because Abraham Lincoln was waiting for a Union victory because at the time this is during the Civil War. So he was waiting for a the Union the Union Army to win a battle in the Civil War. So on September, it was like September 1862 at the Battle of Antonium. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But the Battle of Antonium, the Union had won that battle against the Confederate. So after that battle was won, Abraham Lincoln told the slaves within 100 days, you will be emancipated. And the following year, so this is September 1862, he didn't issue or announce the Emancipation Proclamation until January 1st, 1863. Now, the problem with this is that it wasn't really enforced, which brings me back to my point that the Emancipation Proclamation was simply a military strategy, and that's really why we celebrate June 19th instead of January 1st, because June 19th was actually when all of the slaves was free. Fact number two. Now, there were free African-Americans before Juneteenth because the Emancipation Proclamation, like I said before, it was a military strategy. And it said that, like, if you are enslaved, you can become free if you wanted to fight in the Union Army. So a lot of black people at that time, they was like, OK, I'm going to fight in the army, and then when the war is over, I can be free. So that's how s some African Americans were free before Juneteenth. But another reason why Juneteenth is so important and special is because it's, it allowed for all enslaved Black people to be free, not just those who were um, who escaped to the North and was in the Union at the time of the war, or those who was just simply free because they was fighting in the Union Army. All enslaved Black people were free. And another thing that I want to point out is that Juneteenth did not just mean freedom from involuntary labor. It was also a chance for Black people to possibly find family members. Because, you know, during slavery, Babies was torn apart from their mothers, couples, um, husband and wives. They were separated like brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles. Everybody was separated. So a lot of people, this is known as like the scatter. So right after the Emancipation Proclamation, a lot of people, they either fled to other states that they felt would be more welcoming and accommodating or they searched around to try to find their family members. All right, so let's move on to fact number three. So the first Juneteenth celebration was held in Texas on June 19th, 1866, a year after the first year of Juneteenth. Now, even though African-Americans continued to celebrate Juneteenth, it didn't become an actual holiday until the 1980s. So that's over a hundred years later. Now, in 1980, once Texas recognized it as a state holiday, many states followed suit. But in my opinion, not enough states because only 46 states as of right now, only 46 states in the District of Columbia recognize Juneteenth as either a state holiday or a day of observance. 
And Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm calling out states here, but Pennsylvania and Michigan just recognized it just last year. So that should just show you how messed up things are. Because this is a holiday, holiday that's supposed to celebrate our freedom. And a lot of states are just now jumping on the bandwagon of actually recognizing it as a state holiday. And not even all 50 states recognize it. Hawaii, both Dakotas, and Montana don't recognize Juneteenth. And not to mention that it's not even a national holiday. There are petitions out there to get Juneteenth to become a national holiday. And I will be sure to put those down below because, I mean, it's important for us to learn about our history as Black people. When you in school, you always, like, a lot of stuff in these textbooks be whitewashed. And that's why people don't, people don't even be knowing about Juneteenth. Like, Juneteenth should be celebrated just how the 4th of July is. Let's keep this ball rolling with fact number four. Coming from my own experience, I know that one thing Black people know how to do is barbecue. Yes, y'all, one of the many traditions that take place on Juneteenth is barbecue. Now, back then, since lamb, pork, and beef weren't available to eat every day throughout the year, this was the time, this is this was the holiday where, you know, our ancestors saved up their money and they splurged to get that good meat. So you can really just chow down on Juneteenth, which made it even more special. It's almost like how Thanksgiving and Christmas is for us today because you won't eat a honey baked ham on a regular, you know, on a regular day. You save that for for Thanksgiving and Christmas and that's why like that's when all the memes start coming out like oh I can't wait to eat my food who else be eating their leftovers for breakfast all that other stuff so that's like another thing that makes Juneteenth so special because you can eat foods that you usually don't eat every day now I know everybody got that one auntie in the family who be throwing down on the mac and cheese and that one uncle who be getting all the meat right on the grill and that's kind of how like how our barbecues are today where everybody is like known for a dish and everybody will bring a dish to the barbecue that's how they did back then when they were celebrating Juneteenth everybody bought, brought a dish and they all celebrated and just had a good time low-key thinking about all this food is making me hungry is anybody else getting hungry last but not least we have fact number five <music> So back then, there were a lot of segregation laws that made it difficult for Blacks to publicly celebrate Juneteenth. So in the 1970s, I believe this was in Houston, Texas, a group of Blacks put their money together and they end up saving $800 to buy 10 acres of land and they called it Emancipation Park and it was the only park and swimming pool that Blacks were allowed to use until the, until the 1950s. This really shows how if the black community comes together and support one another and keep the money in the community, then anything is possible. Because of the recent events, there has been a wave of blackness in this country. And one of the things that I am encouraged to do daily is to buy black and shop with black owned businesses. And just learning about black people putting their money together to get what they deserve makes me want to support my community 
even more. Y'all already know what time it is, and that is pollen time. Pollen time stands for politician slash policy of the week. In every episode, I would either highlight a politician who I think has done a good job in representing their congressional district or a policy that I think will really benefit the American people. So last week, I highlighted a politician. So this week, I will be highlighting a policy. And this week's pile time goes to the Breonna Taylor Law. So in Louisville, Kentucky, Mayor Greg Fisher signed the Breonna Taylor Law, which would ban no-knock warrants. Mayor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, took similar actions when he made it illegal to use chokeholds across the state. Now, I completely support these laws, but I think I don't think that this should be the end-all be-all. Like, making these laws won't change the fact that there is police brutality, and it won't bring back all the brothers and sisters we lost from police brutality. I think that along with the laws, I feel like the laws are like a good start, but it's not, it's, it's only getting you started in the race. This, this is not like a, okay, we made a law, we done now. No, I feel like the the laws and the policies a lot of politicians are putting in action is a start. But I feel like what we want as Black people is to have police officers be held accountable for their actions. So yes, while it's good that we have these laws, I feel like what else can you do to prevent police brutality or officers held accountable for their actions? Like what are the next steps? And that's what I really wanna see in these upcoming weeks and months because we are tired. Black people are tired. We are tired of protesting. We tired of seeing every day or every other day somebody got killed because the police officer was racist. I'm tired of seeing that on the news. As y'all know, at the end of every episode, I do my hashtag I voted shout out. And every week I shout out someone who has either registered to vote for the 2020 election or who has voted in the 2020 primaries. And the reason why I do this is to encourage political participation, especially amongst young people, because there is power in voting. So this week's hashtag I voted shout out goes to Tia Young, who is 19 and is registered in Oakland County. Thank you for being politically involved, and I hope you encourage your friends to do the same. If you want to shout out on my next podcast, all you have to do is comment under my hashtag I voted thread with your name, age, the county, not the city, not the state, the county that you're registered in under my social media. You can follow me at Janelle underscore 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 J. That's Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, three underscores, J on Instagram and Twitter. That's a wrap. If you didn't get anything from this podcast, the one takeaway you should have is to go vote. My name is Janelle James, and you just listened to Polly Podcasts.